ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sub. With me, as always, Emory Ogletree II. What up, bro? My brother, we back in the building. We've been gone for a minute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to be back. Let's jump right in. And we are going to start with the what what are we are we 17 time or are we at 17 time champions uh yeah. <laughs> los angeles lakers and they soon to be uh positioned for the the lottery <laughs> what's what's the state <laughs> of the franchise <laughs> what's going on in la man i know like the the whole thing was like a clown show when being nice when frank vogel found out he was fired before he actually got fired by like a reporter. I thought that was that was just so distasteful. I'm not a Frank Vogel fan at all. I've been saying he should have been fired from prior to like All-Star. Um, but that was just, that was, yeah, that was bad. It was bad. That was a bad look by LA. Um, I've seen some people saying like, it was Frank Vogel's camp that leaked the information. Why would his camp leak the information to have his client look like a fool on TV. You know what I mean? Like, that came from the Lakers. Like, what was your whole take on everything that went down into the season, all those uh, final exit interviews? You know, honestly, I, first and foremost, I'm just glad it's over. You know, I mean, I, I go back to our, you know, previous episode. I remember when we were talking about the upcoming season and where my expectations were, because obviously I was excited that, Russ got, you know, signed to the Lakers because I felt like I talked into existence and it happened. But, you know, you call it a clown show. Let's just be real, man. This thing was a poop emoji show. <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep it PC. It was a poop emoji show. That's exactly what it was. I mean, just <laughs> there's so much blame to go around. Now, like I said again, I mean, it's no secret. I am a Russ fan. But Russ, even I mean, even Russ's exit interview rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, like each interview just irked me. It just irked me. So the, who else? Who, who should I start? Let's just start with Frank Vogel first. Number one, the only sympathy that I will have for Frank Vogel is like you just mentioned, the handling of his release was was tacky. Yeah, it was distasteful. It was unprofessional. It was it was all those things. <laughs> now I do agree with what uh. Stephen A. Smith said, because, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski, that's what he does. He, you know, he releases the news as soon as he gets it. They have a job to do. So whoever this source was that decided to, you know, leak or, and release this information, they did what they did. Woj just did his job. So I can't really knock him for that. Yeah. But, but, it was, but it was a bad one. But at the same time, Frank Vogel had to know this was coming. Now, outside of that, yes, this had to happen. I, what's killing what's killing me is this over uh, over obloviation of Frank Vogel like he's this great great coach. All right, let's keep things in perspective, okay? Yes, the man led the Lakers to a championship, but the perspective is that he led them to a championship in the bubble. The bubble. After being off for how long? How long were they off for? It was Almost like, like three two months. Yeah, two to three months. Two to three months. Okay, a bubble where you know, for the most part, it was just you no know, give and take on who was going to play, who was not going to play. Mm-hmm. 
But whatever. The long, long story short, okay, he got the job done. He led the Lakers to a title. But let's not act like the LeBron factor didn't basically emphasize or, or basically popularize this newfound fame for Frank Vogel as a coach. I mean, it's like people forget the fact that before Frank Vogel came to the Lakers, and let's not forget also, he was the third choice. It's not he was the first choice. He was the third choice. This man was in Orlando. Some bombs. No success at all. But I said, but did you hear these people talking about him? You swear like this dude was uh, Eric Spolstra. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the message ish. You know ish. Yeah. I message ish. And I just had to say, because I was just listening to all these ex interviews and everything. I was like, Frank Vogel is a souped up David Black. The only difference between him and David Black is that he won the championship. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. He's a souped up David Black. That's all he is. I can't wait for Frank Vogel to get signed by another team, one without LeBron, obviously, and then let me just show me again how great of a coach he is again. Show me. Because who doesn't LeBron not make look good? And you had LeBron and AD, oh, excuse me, a healthy AD. Who wouldn't look good? Right. I said before, you could have won that title with Jason Kidd. You could have won that title with Ty Lue. Hell, you probably could have won with David Fisdale. Yeah. But Frank Vogel? Like, stop it. Yeah, yes, I'm sure he didn't want Russ. Yes, I'm sure he probably wasn't happy with the roster. But at the same time, a coach has to take responsibility at some point. That's your role. You're a coach. You're supposed to find a way to make it work with what you got. And Frank Vogel couldn't do it. He lost that locker room a long time ago. I saw it. Exactly. So I said, so what are we waiting on? Like, what are you holding on? It, that's what killed me at the Lakers front office. It's like, do y'all know a damn thing about basketball? No. Clearly, these guys have no respect for this man. Why would I want to hold on to a coach that clearly has lost a team? So, like I said, Frank Vogel being gone, like I said, the, the handling of it, yes, was distasteful. Other than that, though, man, no, get out of here. Just, just go. He had to go. <laughs> had to go. Now let's jump to LeBron. LeBron James, man. You know what? I think I really need to to retract what I said. You know, I, I, it took a lot for me to let go of this stance, but after this year, I, I think I'm gonna have to go back to it. I it, I think honestly, the it, LeBron, when it comes to his motor and it comes to winning, like I said, I, I, I just feel like it's non-existent. I, I think I'm really back on that now. That's what kept me from putting him in my GOAT conversation for so long. I've never seen a dude who was so great, but yet he just, ne- he just to me, he's missing that fire in his belly. Like I, said, I know he's not Russ when it comes to competing, but at the same time, it just seems like he always just needs an excuse. This dude had the nerve to go out here and say that he actually didn't think it was a bad season. Like, seriously? I mean, like in, in a moment like this, man, you already missed like, just keep it a buck. I would have preferred you just been honest. And even before all the, even the exit interview, can we talk about how this dude basically did what all these, you no know, sports analysts on all these shows, like Skip and Shannon or Undisputed, excuse me, your first take, he finally just came in and did it. He basically just mailed it in. Yeah. 
they still had an the opportunity there for a while to try to make that last spot, but all of a sudden LeBron doesn't want to play, or excuse me, he can't play. But then you just play, well, you know, I like to compete. Man, shut up. Man, just shut up, Brian. I don't want to hear that. Once I heard he hung it up, I was like, this dude, man, get out of here. I guess I saw him tweak his ankle and everything else like that. But my thing is this, is that if it was going to be just that, you came in back and finished that game. Sure did. And played if your ankle's so tweak, exactly. If your ankle's so tweak, just stay out. But you came back to get yours, and then all of a sudden you out for the rest of the way. I said, LeBron James, skill-wise, obviously, I think the conversation is not even to be had. Skill-wise, pound for pound, is probably the greatest basketball player ever lived. But I thought I look at the whole spectrum. I got to look at accomplishments and everything. And I can easily think of four other players I put above LeBron. But this year, and I've said it before, if you're going to be the leader, you are the standard step. You are the standard setter. You set the standard. And obviously, LeBron James is the leader. And it's not the first time I've seen it. I've seen it plenty of times. When LeBron mails it in, everybody, everybody else mails it in. Yep. And that's what disgusted me about it. And yeah, you want to come back talking about, well, yeah, I want a championship, but I want to win more. I couldn't tell. I honestly couldn't tell. Because it's not that, it's not that, obviously, LeBron is not a great player. <laughs> but let's keep it real. LeBron James, the offense basically revolves around LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get his numbers no matter what. Like I said in a previous episode we had, I had no reason to believe LeBron James more or less is falling off because nothing to show me he's falling off. What he did this year is not surprising to me because the man showed me he can still play outside when he's not hurt. But where's the leadership? You don't get to pick and choose when you want to lead. Lead the entire way. Yeah. When I play, and you know, you know this, and even if you don't, if you don't, I'll tell you right now. The one problem I always have with guys that I played with who were the quote unquote stars. See, my level is always this: if you don't play hard as I do, because you weren't gonna play harder than me, but if you don't play as hard as I do, I can't respect you as no leader. I'm going to go out there and do my thing no matter what. But I'm coming to win. But if I know the fact of the matter is that you're only getting your rocks off because the schematics is basically designed for you to get off, dude, what's the, I mean, who wouldn't? You can be on a bad team and still get great numbers mm-hmm. if it's evolved around you. And I'm that's what happened this year. A, yeah, I'm going to respect you as no leader. Leader of what? You sit here, you whine. You moan. And it's just like, dude, show me something. You getting your numbers is not necessarily showing me good leadership. Come to battle with me. Show me that you actually want it. I said, don't be giving me lip service in the exit interview talk. I want more championships. Shut up. You don't want no more championships. You want to find a way to make it easier for you to get more championships. Yeah. I'll give you that. Like I said, there and said, if a part of me actually now wants rest to leave, I really do. Because I want to know what the excuse would be 
for LeBron if they find themselves in the same situation next year. And I'm not even talking about missing the playoffs. If they go to the playoffs and they lose, and they don't even make it to the finals, what's the excuse going to be then? Oh, then he's going to roll on AD. Well, I mean, like I said, but the point is, it's always an excuse for LeBron. And that's what mm-hmm. drives me crazy. This is a man that we're supposed to, well, excuse me, debate him, he'll be recognized as the GOAT. Like Stephen A said, that conversation about LeBron being the GOAT conversation for me? Oh, oh yeah, I'd retract. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brian. I can't do it. Simply because of the fact, if you want to get my 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 vote back, you better come back and show me some better leadership next year. I know you can play. But just because you're the best player on my team doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to respect you as a leader. You're designed for you to get off. Show me why I'm supposed to follow you. I said, man, LeBron James just, oh, just makes me sick. And can we, let's talk about AD now. What's this dude talking about me and LeBron can still be the core of a championship team? What? My dude, why can't you stay healthy? Exactly. We're supposed to be talking about you being the core of it. And again, shut your mouth. Oh, shut your mouth. I really want to go in. Shut your mouth. I couldn't even believe those words even came out of his mouth. This dude sat up here and missed half the season. I think in the last three years, what did he say? I think in the last three years, he's played barely over 80, 90-something games. Yeah, he's played like one season, like a, a, a complete so he's season. Basically, he's basically played a season in one, in three years. And you want to talk about, we could be the core of a championship team. I'm not trying to hear you, Chief. I said, if anything, right now, if if AD had any kind of spine, backbone, whatever you want to call it, cojones, he would take it personal in realizing the fact that what this year showed is that you were clearly overrated being put on that top 75 list. You have no place on there at all. You were basically given the Shaq vote. The only difference is Shaq lived up to his billing. Yeah. You? You had no business on there whatsoever. We can still be the core of a championship team. In what lifetime? You're not even around the play. Now on to my man, Russ. I love Russ. I really do. But I lost some respect for Russ this year. I did. I lost some respect for Russ this year because, you know, I I concur that I believe Frank Vogel, there are some things that Vogel did that I'm sure affected Russ in some ways in terms of his play. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've been in those situations before. Let's say, you know, whether it was Lumpkin and Wynn Woods, G in college, or even some of the coaches I had on the, when I was playing pro. Because I felt like they did, like, they didn't, like, well, in high school and college, I thought they were holding me back. In the pro level, some of them were just wanting to give me the opportunity to do what I knew I could really do. So I'll give Russ that. I'll give him that. The only difference is, though, there were just games where Russ just played bad. He just played bad. And he just didn't own it. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, dare I say, the competitiveness about him that made me fall in love with him, that made him my favorite player, that diminished somewhat this year. I saw it sometimes, but in past seasons, see, I was used to seeing it all the way through the season, through all 82 games into the playoffs. This year, I saw it, like, in spurts. 
And I just sat there and I was just so, I was actually just really disheartened by that. I was like, dude, you basically let the LeBron, you know, mindset, attitude, wear off on you now. You're not even coming out here to try to compete. Now, granted, I know there's a lot of stuff on the outside that's bothering you, but usually you just say the hell with that. Let's just go to war. And, and Russ just did not do that. Not throughout this season. Mm-hmm. I said, a, a part of me, a part of me really wants to see Russ leave. I really do. And with saying that, if he does leave, I may just have to concede and lay my flag down. Maybe Russ won't get that ring I guarantee he'd get. Because I don't know where he'll go from here. Yeah. But if he left and went and became the Russ I know he, he could be, I'm not even just talking about with his play. I'm just talking about in his mental, his mental approach to the game. Be that Russ again? He can make some noise somewhere. <clears throat> Russ has to own. There are some things that Russ just has to own on himself. My dude, <laughs> your shooting was horrific this year. And it's not you were ever really a great shooter anyway, yeah. but you were never this bad. And if the, I mean, the reports I'm sure are true. How are you not open to try to just get, get your J right? I mean, you're going to be, what, 34 next year? Yeah, you're still athletic to a point, but you're not the rest of LKC? Nope. Happens to all of us. That bounce goes down. Yeah. He, he could have easily went the Derrick Rose route. There's got to be something else to add. I said, I don't know what Russ is going to do. I said, I, a part of me wouldn't blame if he leaves, but another part the rust that I felt I knew and the rust that I would expect should he come back, I was like, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. A rust who's going to have to come back, like, no, I got something to prove. A rust who I would feel just go ahead and said, hell with it, call LeBron out. Let's just go to war. I don't care if you're the king or not. You can be the best player, you know, arguably to ever play the game. But the bottom line is, like I told you, you don't play as hard as I do. Because that's, that's what Russ would have done this season. But I never saw that. I know he was trying to fit in the you know, finest place amongst the team. And they only ended up playing 21 games together as a big three. That was a factor, too, obviously. But like I said, but the leadership all together, it just mm-hmm. from the coaching staff to the players themselves, it, it was just like, it was all just non-existent. All of it. Yeah. So I said this this dumpster fire of a season for the Lakers, man. <laughs> I went with them because like I said it, I, I caught I, I spoke into an existence, you know, but I, I was dependent so much on next year. You know, like, like I said, I'm not putting I'm not gonna put it all on Russ's feet. I know they're going out their way, they're, they're trying their damnedest to get him traded or whatever else like that. But I said, but Russ got player options, so I don't know what they'll do. I mean, he goes, should he he's come, going to cash in that player option. I'm just saying, should he come back? Should they all come back? Like I said, you would think if you got any kind of pride after a season like this, you would think that, oh, hell no. We got to make up for this. We're better than this. Which takes me back to LeBron since you're supposed to be the leader. Set the tone. I'm calling AD on the phone like, yo, you missing half the season last year was not cool at all. 
bring your ass to my house and come work out. Because mm-hmm. you heard him saying it's exit energy. Well, no, I, you know, I, I keep the door open. Basically insinuating like, well, AD knows he can work out with me. Dude, if you want to sit up here and try to be the GOAT, it's not about, oh, I left an opportunity. Damn it, I'm the leader. Bring your ass here. Show up and let's get to work. Yep. Because because we, we all look like trash last year. Yeah, I got mine. But I mean, hell, he's going to get his whatever. But I've never had a season like this. It took 19 years for me to sit up here and have a season like this at this point in my career? Yeah. Hell no. And you talking about you want to win more? And he's sitting there talking about I want to win more championships? Set the tone. And like I said, if Russ does come back, like I said, <laughs> I would really like to know what the conversation went like when LeBron talked to Russ. I really would. Because like I said, if you're the leader, call him out. Look Russ dead in his face and said, you couldn't shoot worth a damn. You couldn't shoot worth a damn. And you kept turning the ball over. I need you to be better. Because I know you can be better. Let's get to work. I said, that's what a leader does. You set the example and let's go. We know you're great. <coughs> but the one thing that will always stay in LeBron, the go conversation is going to be this. He's always had to go somewhere to garner enough talent just so he can get it done. Mm-hmm. His, only, his, only, his only pass was every time he left, there was a reasonable explanation on why he did it. He left Cleveland because he didn't have enough help. Okay. Made sense. Goes to Miami, wins two out of four. Leaves Miami to go back to Cleveland. Why? Because I kept the promise I'd win my hometown a title. Boom, he did that. Left Cleveland to come to L.A. I had nothing left to prove in Cleveland. Made sense. Comes to L.A., wins the title. Bubble or not, won a title. Okay, fine. So what's the excuse now? What's that up to do? I'll tell you, if he leaves, that's the stain. Doesn't take away from his his accomplishments. We know how great LeBron is individually as a skill, as a skilled player. Over 30-some thousand points, over 10,000-some rebounds, over 10,000-some assists. We know what you can do individually. But right now, if you duck out again, then dude, all you're doing is chasing rings. And how can I sit over here and look you as the GOAT where I got other guys in the same category, who didn't basically have to tuck tail the way you seem to be doing now? I said, like, you, you run out of excuses now, bro. You run out of them. I said, I they, they should all come, they should all come back. Like I said, with a chip on their shoulder and saying, like, you know what? We got our cards pulled. Let's get to work. And I saw I heard the rumor that said the thing about bringing Mark Jackson is, I think Mark Jackson would be the best fit for that team. Because I know Mark Jackson's going to keep it a buck. He's going to call, he'll, he'll call out Russ. He'll call out Braun. He'll call out AD. He'll call out whoever. This man is one of the best floor generals in the history of the game. To me, Mark Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame as a player. Especially when you look at the criteria of what it is these days. Yeah, I saw that. And I don't want Mark Jackson to get that job. Mainly because... I don't have any faith in that front office to actually build him a team. 
that can be successful. That, that front office, I, I'm telling you, well, since I didn't touch on it, let's talk about the front office. <laughs> Rob Polinka is only still at that job because of the fact that I think they're doing our loyalty to Kobe. I said it. Yep. That's exactly that's it. The, that's the only reason he's still in that position. They're doing it out of loyalty to Kobe. Almost dare I say even guilt. Yeah. Because God rest his soul and Gianna and the other victims of that helicopter plane crash. But that is the only reason Rob Polinka is still in that position. I saw his exit interview talking about this is the Lakers standard. Man, you are a bum. You built the team. What do you know about Laker tradition? Dude, you were Kobe's tag along. Yes, you were. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yes, you were Kobe's agent, but stop. No, Rob, I don't want to hear from Rob Palenka talking about Laker tradition. And then if the reports are true saying that Jeannie Buss was listening to Kurt and his wife, Rambis, Linda Rambis, what? Why? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Kurt Goggles? Yes. Stop, man. Stop. <laughs> Dr. Jerry Buss, if he could, would step out of his grave, blow his daughter, and say, what have you done to my franchise? I said, the whole thing was a dumpster fire. Yeah. I said, the, the Lakers. I said, <laughs> I said, everybody deserves some blame. And I already knew it, so it was easy to go after Russ. But I said, but this year, more than any, Russ bought a lot of this on himself. But man, everybody deserves some blame. Only people I wouldn't blame would be people like Austin Reeves. Yeah. I'll give Austin Reeves a pass. He played hard. Hey, I'll, I'll give Carmelo a pass. Melo played well. Melo did everything that they asked Melo to do. Exactly. It's just, oh, that dumpster fire of a franchise. Get out of here. Get out of, get out of here. Dwight Howard a pass? Yeah, I was going to say him. I'd give him a pass, too. <laughs> he did everything don't, that he was asked to do. Get, get rid of Avery Bradley, because I think he was a waste. THT, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on the fence a little bit. Oh, you got to trade him. Well, he... he they he's overpaid. They thought he was going to become something, and he regressed into that something worse. Kyle, he's Kyle Kuzma 2.0. He's worse than Kyle Kuzma. I agree. Like yeah, I think the the only path forward. Well, I don't think currently constructed this team isn't winning a championship. Um. Even if they come back and have a better year. So what's a better year? You were 11th. So let's say a better year is eighth and you face Phoenix in the first round. You're still getting bounced. You know what I mean? Like as currently constructed, this isn't a championship roster. The only path forward is to trade Anthony Davis. That's the only way you're going to be able to get, whether it's draft picks or, you know, some form of talent. I don't know who you trade them to. I don't know what you trade them for. That's what I'm saying. But I said, but that's it. There's no room. There's no room to trade because if you trade him, then it's basically done. Oh yeah, it's a rebuild. I mean, it, it's, the only way. I was saying. Yeah. I was just saying. I was like, you trade AD now. Any any 
hope of LeBron saying he wants to win another title in LA goes out the window. Oh yeah. But either either AD comes back better or it's just a done deal. Yeah, I think it's a done deal already. I think they need to start looking at the long game. Like, are you just gonna sit here and like like just be mediocre until LeBron retire or leaves to go play with his son in Utah? Because he ain't going to get drafted. He's going to go in the G League, and he's going to get signed by Dwayne Wade because that's his friend. Um, and <laughs> LeBron going to play for the Jazz because Dwayne Wade, part owner of the Jazz. It makes perfect sense, man. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's a logical assessment right there. I, I can't argue. <laughs> um, so that's that's how it's going to go. Like, he's not going to retire a Laker. He's gone the moment Bronny is eligible to be in the league. Um. And you can't just leave your franchise in this kind of like, yeah, we're still on TV because we got LeBron, but we still getting blown by 20 every game. I mean, the, the Lakers are going to be on TV no matter what. Anyway. I mean, yeah, they're I mean, the Lakers. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, this... <laughs> AD, Bron, Russ, all of them. Like I said again, as – as the, the window closes, because the bottom line is like, yes, they're getting older, but the fact is I feel they still can play. Yes, some moves you know, need to be made. The the necessity for more role players have never been more evident. I kept thinking about Montrez Harold, Andre Drummond. I'm just like, man, like you know, the, the necessity of players like those have never been more have never been more evident than it is now. It's never been more evident. I agree. But I said, but if AD, if AD doesn't come back better, then yeah, you, you got to trade. And once you do that, it's a wrap. Like, like, I, like I said, I'm with you. I don't know, I don't know what you're going to get back from. Yeah, and even if, like, in this whole Russ situation, um, he is going to um, opt into his player option. He's not turning down $47 million. Now, whether the Lakers are going to trade him after he does that or not, I don't know where he would go or what he would do i don't know if he's the kind of person to take a buyout or not um right i mean because if you were going to take a buyout i would have took a buyout with the washington wizards you know what i mean like don't nobody want to play for them except for bradley bill um like so i don't know if he's a, a buyout kind of guy so if he doesn't take a buyout is he gonna like i've heard like yeah trade him to like the pacers or the hornets I'm like, but what's their what's their benefit of doing that? You know exactly. But like, well, so I, so I don't even see the benefit on either side because even what they saw about bringing Malcolm Brogdon and uh, Buddy Hill from Indiana in that trade. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, but you mean you still, but you're still dealing with on the defensive side of the ball. You still gonna find yourself in a hole. So. Yeah, and that's one thing I wanted to mention about the defensive side. You were talking about LeBron being a leader. When you see your team needs defense why don't you step up exactly and like be the defense like we know he can play defense when he wants to we've seen it you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like instead of focusing on you trying to break kareem's record how about you you know like focus on the defensive end that your team urgently needs like y'all got people who get buckets y'all got buckets all over that team y'all can't do much but y'all can put the ball in the hole but see, but but see, that's where I go back to you know my point again about like when you're when you're the star. Cause see, I mean I've been a star before, but see, but in the role, the times I've been a star, that's where I felt even more responsibility. 
you know, like I said, no, no matter what, whatever needed to be done, it's like a quote I took from one of those Jordan DVDs I've had. I don't know which one, but I just remember what he said. Whatever needs to be done, I'll do it. Because mm-hmm. that's what the role the leader has to do. Whatever needs to be done. So it's like, if we got to play defense, guess what? I'm going to be one out here trying to bust, bust my ass out here playing D as hard as I can. Yeah. Because if you're the best player out there busting your ass on D, everybody else will follow. There is no excuse. There's no excuse for nobody else. But when you go through the motions, everybody else will follow. Exactly. Exactly. So let's say again, LeBron, I wish LeBron James would have called me out. <laughs> I wish he would have. God is looking at him like, dude, I know who you are, but I can't follow somebody who doesn't play as hard as I do. Mm-hmm. I know you want to get yours. It's designed for you to get yours. But I'm supposed to follow you. I'm supposed to be doing stuff that you're not willing to do yourself. I mean, you want to talk about something you should irk me immensely on all three levels. Having teammates who weren't willing to do the stuff that I did. But was sit there and try to call me out in times that I didn't happen to do something. Oh, you should have did this. You should have did that. Mother, you don't even do it. And the one time I don't, you want to call me out? No. Nah, I said, I, I, I think I really have to take Brian out of my GOAT discussion. It's just, it's just disgusting to me right now. To me, this is his, his worst leadership display in his career. Yeah, I think he was stat chasing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what point where I would say they chalked it. Maybe when they were like in that like eight seed position. And I think he saw the writing on the wall. I mean, you know what? You can say that, but I mean, you can almost go to even, even before. before that. But I said, listen, this entire season has just been. <laughs> it had been so up and it was so up and down. There was never any real consistency. But all you got was a bunch of lip service. You know, we need to do this, and I expect to do this. And da, 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 da. No, but as long as LeBron got his, he got, he got that praise. You know, he wouldn't say it out loud, but just like, well, they can't blame me. They see what kind of numbers I'm putting up. Well, do this design for you to put up those numbers. Of course, you're gonna get those numbers. <laughs> we know how skilled you are. But when are you going to lead? Yeah. He don't like the blame. Like, I mean, just just like call your team and hold them truly accountable. Hold them accountable the same way you would hold yourself. Like I said, Le- LeBron don't mind losing. He can sit here and talk about how much losing about I can't. I said, I can't tell. I can't really tell that, that losing really bothers LeBron. I can tell it bothered Mike. Oh, I can yeah. tell it bothered Larry. I can tell it bothered Magic. I look at Brian though. Nah. I said, you you can't tell me losing six finals. Oh man, I'd be a madman. Hell, I can tell it bothers Giannis. When Giannis loses, mm-hmm. that's what I said. Giannis is good. Giannis just keeps gaining more and more of my, my respect, I mean, man. What I love about Giannis is that they won the title. And he came back a, a bigger monster than he was the year before. If there was ever a, a year to kind of take, you know, take some time off and kind of like, you know, just and smell yourself a little bit, enjoy your championship champagne, it would have been last year. But instead, this dude came back a, a much better player than he was the year before. 
Because to me, he is not settled on his greatness. Nope. This this is a young man, to me, because I agree with everything you just said, that yes, I've accomplished all this, but there's still more to do. I'm not I'm not done. I can still keep getting better. But I said, <laughs> I said, I remember <laughs> winning championships in college. Winning our, I won my conference every single year. Freshman year won conference. Sophomore year, junior year. Every single year. And I never understood. And I got in a conversation with, had to be one of my teammates, because I know it wasn't my, my little overrated coach. But it was a conversation that I told him. I was like, dude, how could you ever not get, how could you ever get tired of winning? How do you get tired of that? Like, dude, if I won one championship, I won another one. And if I get another one, I want another one. And so on and so forth. I, I want to keep doing it until somebody blatantly takes it from me. Yeah. Not because I beat myself, which is what ended up happening in my senior year in college that time, but someone who just happened to be better, because it happens. And with Giannis, it's just like, hey, he got his title in Milwaukee. I said what I said about it. But the bottom line is the brother got it done. But like you said, his approach this year, like I said, you can tell LeBron's settled right now. He feels like, he, he says all the time, I've done enough to be the GOAT. Think about it. He said, I've done enough to be considered the GOAT. He's satisfied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pastor note, Kareem. Yes. But I mean, but Pastor, I mean, but uh, side note, Pastor Kareem is just a cherry on a Sunday. But I've never heard a dude, now that I really give it some thought, you calling yourself to go while you're still playing, but at the same time, it's like, don't you want to add more to your resume just to solidify the, the argument? Because I said, <laughs> there's plenty of argument against you, LeBron. We know what you did individually, statistically. Mm-hmm. But like I said, for me, I look at it in a whole sphere. In a whole circle, I can make an argument easily that would debate the fact that, yeah, you may be close, but no, you're not the GOAT. You're not the GOAT. Yeah. You had your opportunity, you had your opportunities to like slam it shut, but you didn't get it done. Yeah, and him passing Kareem isn't gonna do it. I mean, Kareem has the MVPs, he has the championships, and he has the scoring record, right? And he still ain't even recognizes the goat. He ain't even most people's top two. Like, like I said, I mean, that's why you have to be careful in conversations such as the goat, because you have to really see where people's basketball wisdom and IQ is. Like I said, it's just too easy to take the easy way out, even when you, you know throwing MJ. Well, MJ was six for six. I hate when people use that argument. Yeah. That's yes, it's argument. true. But I mean, but okay, so what he was six and six. I like to tell about Russell. I say Russell won eleven. He mm-hmm. went eleven and twelve. Kareem went six and ten. And that's supposed to be a knock. Yeah. But y'all willing to throw this dude who's four and ten in the finals and say he's better than MJ who's six and six? Stop. Stop, man. That that dumps the fire of the Lakers, man. I, I'm glad the season's over. I'm, I'm just ready to get into the playoffs now. And that's a perfect segue to the NBA playoffs. Um, at the time of this recording, we 
have the seven seed already locked up, but we don't know who the eight seed is going to officially be. But I don't think we're going to see any eight seeds upset any one seeds, at least <laughs> in this playoffs. So it doesn't, it don't matter, at least for our, the benefits of our conversation. Um, let's start with the, with the East. Um, so it's either going to be Miami um, versus the Atlanta. Yep. Or the Hornets. No, no, it's a uh, no, 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 no. It's not. A, I'm sorry, it's not Atlanta. It's either uh, the Hornets or the Cavs. Yeah, Hornets or the Cavs. That's it. Yep. Because mm-hmm. they both. Oh. Lost. No, it's uh, no, no, it's the Cavs and the and Atlanta. That's who it is. Atlanta is taking on the Cavs. The Hornets are out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah, Atlanta taking taking on the Cavs. Uh, honestly. I say it, it's almost deja vu. I slept on Atlanta last year. I feel like maybe I should probably <laughs> go ahead and pick them this time. Not necessarily to go to Eastern Conference Finals that it did last year, but maybe come out of this. You know, but Cleveland's a tough team. You know, I said that game against that game against Brooklyn, man. I, you know, I gave them a shot. They almost pulled it off. And you know, I believe and, uh, uh, Allen is going to try to play. He's not 100% healthy. Um, he's still in pain, but he, you know, but Atlanta has to win. Atlanta has to win twice, right? But they've already won once, so they got to win this one to get in. This will be their second win. This is this is win and you're in. Got you. Uh, I said, you know, the Hornets are a bad, you know, you know, <laughs> measure stick to go by. I mean, because Atlanta just gave them a thumping. Man, you know, it's like, I don't know why Bridges is so mad, man. It's like you're going to take your. Take your ass with him like a man. Just go home, Chief. <laughs> you know, you got nobody to be mad at but yourself. Uh, you know, yeah. I, you know, I, I'll still do it. I'll go with Atlanta. I think Atlanta will pull it off. It'll be kind of sad because Cleveland had a great year this year. Yeah. I think Cleveland <clears throat> is going to win this just because Atlanta has been so good at home. But mm-hmm. they ain't going to be at home this time. Um, right. And I think especially if if Mr. Allen plays, even if he's not 100%, just his long presence in the paint is enough to deter. Um, and okay. that will keep Trey Young about the paint. Yeah, or, or even just to uh, match up with uh, Capella, because, I mean, you uh, remember that game against the Hornets. I mean, Trey Young was just setting up lives for Capella so, so Left silky. and right. Yeah, they had and, no answers. Uh, yeah, none at all. There's was, there was just no matchup for that because I mean, you gotta respect Trey with that floater, getting in the paint. But at the same time, you know, he just he sets it up so beautifully. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, even with a not so fully healthy Allen, at least he's there. I mean, at least had that body, you know, you know, kind of clog up that lane for that for that lob. So, like I said, I, I just think Atlanta. I think they might pull it off, but I, I'm still I'm still pulling with Miami though. You know, oh, yeah. Miami's going to beat whoever comes out of there, and I don't. Yeah. Um, maybe in five, I think one of them can maybe get a game off of Miami, but I don't see it going further than five. I'm still not quite fully convinced. I mean, because that little rough patch still wasn't that far behind us that Miami went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd like I'd like to think again because the culture of the Heat, you know, as we get ready to approach the playoffs and you know officially get it started, 
that hopefully from a mental standpoint, they can get their act together and just, you know, realize, like, you know, the time for all that other BS that happened during the regular season, it's over. It's time to focus on the common goal, which is to get back to the finals. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say six at best. If it, if it goes five, I won't be surprised, but no further than six. Okay. All right. We're both in agreement that he win. All right. So let's yeah. go to, in my mind, the most intriguing matchup in the first round. And that is the two seven Boston versus Brooklyn. Like Boston has been playing like the best team in the Eastern conference, probably the past like month and a half. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn has Kevin Durant. like Kevin Durant is there are a few there aren't many players in the league who are good enough to win a series by themselves and Kevin Durant is on that short list how do you see this how you see this playing out Kevin wouldn't want that smoke Kevin's not beating the Celtics by himself he he better be thankful Kyrie Irving's back yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. He, he better be thankful that Kyrie Irving's back because he he wouldn't have beat the Celtics by himself. Um, I really like the Celtics. I do, I do and the possibility of uh, Robert Williams coming back. You know, I love that kid's game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he seems like he was tailor made for Boston. You know, he has that uh, like again, he just has that Bill Russell uh, type influence on them that I just feel like will make them so dangerous. So I don't know exactly where he'll be when he comes back, but you know my feelings about the Nets. Yep. You know, again, I said, they they got Kyrie back, and I feel like you know, people have been trying to still make an excuse for them. You know, I said, no excuses, man. I said, in fact, I talked to Rob Parker, who sent me a text after the Lakers, you know, failed to make the playoffs. And I was like, that's okay. I was like, that's, that's cool. Like, you got me. I was like, I- I'll have to concede. I was like, but you realize that the Nets will be right behind me here pretty soon. <laughs> I, I told them at best, I was like, y'all make the sins. Because I mean, at the time, I didn't know where they were going to fall. But now that they got the Celtics in the first round, it won't surprise me if they go seven and the Celtics take them seven. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I mean, defensively, the Nets, I mean, they still have work to do. They were better. And I mean, I, I but yeah, they, they were better. And I don't care what they say. This whole Ben Simmons thing, man. Like, so don't get me started on Ben Simmons. Let's just focus on the game itself. But I don't care if Ben Simmons does come back. I really don't. If anything else, if he does come back, so what? If if they still lose, <laughs> if anything, it would just make it funnier for me. Let him come back. Let him come back in Game Four, and they, and they still lose the series. I, I I'd love it. You know, but I just think you know, as a team as a whole, the Celtics are just dangerous, man. I said, I mean, the return of Williams is a very good thing. Jason Tatum has been balling like a beast. Marcus Smart is definitely, you know, up there as a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown has been killing as well. Yeah, Jalen Brown's been balling. And, I, and, of course, you can't sleep on Al Horford. I mean, just that veteran voice of that squad. Like I said, I, I, think, I think that series is going to go seven, but I'm going I'm to leave Celtics seven. Celtics and seven. I agree with that. That's exactly where I was leaning as well. Um, Celtics and seven. All right. So we got Celtics going on. And now 
the three six matchup. And out of all the teams in the Eastern Conference who could have, you know, who, who were in the playoffs, the one team I wanted the Bulls to avoid because they have matchup problems was Milwaukee. And that's exactly <laughs> who they got. When I like when it all shook out, I was like, man, like Orlando, we need you to win one game, Orlando. I think that's <laughs> like one game. Ah, uh, so you you know where my heart lies. And absolutely before I make a pick with my brain, I'm gonna just let you know Bulls and Six. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bulls in six. I don't care who they're going up against. Giannis, it could be Giannis, KD, and Braun on the same squad. It could be Team USA versus the Bulls, and I'm still going to go with the Bulls. That's how we roll. But if you were to ask me to pick an impartial pick and, you know, to put my analyst hat on, I'm going to go with Milwaukee in five. Well, you know, again, I, I got to go back to, you know, when we first started talking about the NBA season, or even when we got to the midway, you know, your, your Bulls made a lot of noise this year. They did, man. You know, I mean, DeMar DeRozan at one time was the MVP candidate, man, he but was. unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, somewhere down the stretch, it just, you know, that, that momentum just basically <laughs> died down. Things fall and apart, th- man. Things fall apart. Yeah, I mean, we, we'll recognize the fact that injuries did play a role. We will, we will recognize that. I would like to think that Again, with this matchup, there will be some motivation for the Bulls because of what, you know, the whole Grayson Allen thing uh-huh. and Alex Caruso. <clears throat> I told you a while back that a success for your Bulls, well, at the time we all were rolling, was the semis, possibly the conference finals. I don't see any conference finals in your future. No, no. I, I, I don't. I don't see a conference finals. I barely see a semis. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here asking myself, should I should I take off the heat off your bulls? Because of the fact again, y'all you know, y'all were y'all did ball so well, y'all back in the playoffs, you know, and everything else. You know, should I take that responsibility off of like you no, know, y'all going to the semis? And actually I'm just gonna say no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I had a problem with the fact that y'all struggled against the top four teams in your conference. Y'all were once up there. And like I said, I mean, I know you no know, injuries played a role a little bit, but still, you, y'all just you know, y'all just dropped the ball yourself. Some part, like I say, it goes both ways. I would I want to see a good series. I think obviously Giannis is the you know the <laughs> the X factor in this entire because nobody's stopping Giannis. He's the best player. But I'm like, Obviously, and but I'm gonna give Vucevic, you know, some credit. I'm not obviously he's not gonna stop Giannis, but I feel that he can at least be a deterrent. So he he's gonna make he should, he should at least be able to make him earn it. He should be able to make him earn it. I think this series can go seven. I'm gonna say seven again, and I but I, I'm gonna have to lean towards Milwaukee. But but I but I preface but let me preface this though. If Milwaukee steals one in Chicago, then Milwaukee in six. But I think I think everybody's gonna win. They're on their home floor, and it's just gonna come down to a seven point. 
Mm-hmm. So with me, back in it when it was the off season and free agency was jumping off, who was I most excited that the Bulls got? It was Lonzo Ball. Because mm-hmm. the weakness in previous years of this Bulls team is point guard. They need somebody to kind of run the show. Mm-hmm. And when Lonzo got hurt, and then when Caruso got hurt, but really it all started when Lonzo got hurt. That's when everything kind of the wheels fell off because they were back to the same team they were last year. Um having Zach and even DeMar kind of, you know, get everybody else involved and get themselves. That's not really the game. They can do it, but it diminishes who they are. It takes away from, you know, what they do best. And that's when all the struggles happen. And the fact that he isn't there, it's, 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 it's game. And they were hoping he was supposed to be back. Um, Man, really? like three weeks ago was when the timetable when he was supposed to get back, but the injury, he's still feeling like way too much pain in that knee. So they officially shut him down for, well, they said they were shutting him down for the rest of the season, like a a week ago. And then like two days ago, they shut him down for the entirety, like playoffs included. The pain is just too much in his knee to go, to give it a go. So which is understandable, which is which is understandable. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not faulting him for that. I was like, yo, man, like it's just a bad break. Um I mean, but I mean, but y'all saw what y'all could do even though he was down, though. I mean, again, it's not like y'all didn't roll. I mean, y'all y'all still went rolling. Even when Alex went down for a little bit. Well, he went down. Y'all still kept rolling. I said for some reason or another, again, it just seemed like it just almost seemed like the 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 wind left y'all sails for some reason. I was like, I remember I watched the you know, sports centers, and I was just like, man, like y'all just been there was just some games that y'all were losing. I was just like, really? And if like, you look at those games, the common denominator was that we were getting torched by a guard. Like that was it. The the guy who you know, because our our backup was a second round pick. You know what I mean? That's that's who that's who the starting the starting job went to, our second round pick and Kobe who we discovered last year ain't a point guard. Right. Um, so it was just a, a rough, rough stretch. And then when Zach kind of went in and out, it was just, yeah, it was too much for DeMar to just kind of do by himself. And the person that, oh, I I think for the Bulls to win, the X factor, who needs to step up every game, I need to see like 18 at least, has to be Vooch. Vooch is the He's the third All Star on this team, man. You know Absolutely, I mean? he he, he has to make he, he has to be a presence. He he has to be a presence, and I think he's good. And I said again, he's not he's not better than Giannis, but I respect his skill set enough that I feel like he can still give you something. Yeah, I feel like he can still give you ten boards and at least fifteen points. Yeah, you know because again, because I expect Demar to again to get the majority of the shots and followed by, you know Zach. You know, but Vuj is gonna need some touches too because I mean. If anything, I'd like to think that, uh, oh my God, Donovan's uh, blueprint is that you're gonna come try to one attack Giannis a little bit. I mean, because if you you can get Giannis in foul trouble, foul trouble, yeah. I mean, if y'all if y'all can get him in a little foul trouble, that could definitely help out. But yeah, like really. I said, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. 
the most important person on Milwaukee, well, I mean, Giannis, but if we could somehow get Drew Holiday in foul trouble, I think. Man, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, yes, Drew's been balling this, this year, but I think for me again, I'll, I'll say it again. Drew is so sporadic. Like I said, when he when he's on, he's on. But when he's off, he's off. Yeah, I mean, see, last last year, last year's offensive final Drew, I agree with, but his defense is always on. If you can get oh, yeah, that man, get him off the off the court, like the games, like when they were struggling, like where games were either he didn't play, like he's well after you know they kind of got rolling a little bit. When he missed games, them was games they did not play well. Um, so if we can get that dude up off the court. I feel a lot better about their chances. Um, hey, but y'all definitely, y'all also can't definitely let Grayson Allen you know, get double d- digit points on y'all either. No, no, I think the game, the game I watched when Grayson Allen, I saw, I think I saw he had like fifteen or eighteen points. Yeah, I'm like, hold on, man, how, how y'all letting Grayson Allen get almost damn near twenty? But, but, so y'all, y'all can't allow, y'all can't allow that. A lot of that was when the league was already uh, in like the eighteen range. They, they had it was. I like to say he got his points in extended garbage time. But still, I said, you know, because I mean, because even Milwaukee only goes yet, but so deep, especially now at the beginning of the playoffs. I mean, they're still going to be basically playing like close to a, what, maybe a seven, eight seven, man eight rotation. Man. Yeah, usually people go down to eight. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you the know, Bulls, so. they have a chance, but it's. <sighs> and then the, the Giannis factor. Giannis, yeah, said, I mean, on that short Giannis list is of dudes good. who can win a Giannis series by himself. Get- Giannis is going to get his. Like I said he's going to be a presence on the on the defensive side. But like I said the the one thing you have in your favor is that your center is not just a body. Yes, you have a center. He can hit threes, and uh-huh. I mean it, it sounds strange saying it, but he can hit threes just as well as Giannis could hit threes. I might be even hit threes he, better. He had better. He had better three point. Yeah, you you would, you would you would think. Now like I said now in the paint, like I said, I mean, Giannis is a, no, a, a great you no know, inside paint defender. No, he's gonna make you earn it. But Vucevic got you know his footwork is solid enough. But like I said again, you know, like I said, make make Giannis earn it. Try to try to get that foul trouble in there. You know, I mean, right now I think your Bulls. I mean, you definitely got the more victory because y'all back in the playoffs. Y'all haven't been there in a while. You know, but, but like I said, I mean, I'm gonna stick to what I said that for for me for the, for it to be truly like a really huge success. Y'all gotta at least make the semis. Come on, I said this window that you have right now. This is about to be year one. Uh-huh. I think this window, mm-hmm. the, the this window you have left, three years at the best. So, I think it's safe to say we're ready to chalk up this year. But after this year, I mean, that's the countdown is on. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy with the year. Well, one thing is show where they are weak at, and the front office has proven to be aggressive. Um. So, and they they patch up weaknesses. So maybe they, maybe they trade for Anthony Davis. <laughs> Yo, man, if they trade for Anthony Davis, I I bet you we go we gonna get him that that uh he gonna get that good shot. You know we gonna be like yo we'll we'll we'll, we'll take the fine. You know that that we ain't injected a player with steroids. <laughs> we'll take the fine. You want to take a couple draft picks? That's fine. <laughs> but we gonna keep that ring though. That banner gonna stay up. Uh, so I, I say it, this is another series that, again I could possibly see going seven, especially if, again the Bulls just come out, you know, from ever. I said cause generally this Bulls team, for at least in the games I saw, they never cheated you in terms of effort either. Yeah, 
You know, so as long as I see that effort that I've been seeing in the, the few game, Bulls games I have seen this season, like I said, I could see it going seven. But I, I mean, if, if, every, if Milwaukee, every team has a few games where they mail it in, um, especially like in the 82-game season, but there weren't that many um, this year that I saw. I said, but if Milwaukee comes back to Chicago in game three and steals that one, yeah, then. At best, I, at best, I'd probably give you six. I'd like to think the pride would kick in, um, you know. But I, uh, I did see that the Bulls led the league in attendance yet again. They were the number one <laughs> home attendance, and and they were also the number one road attendance. When they came to town, everybody all of a sudden want to show up. Is that even a thing? I mean, seriously. Yeah, you can tell. Need, you can tell based off need, of uh, I need to by see. numbers. I, yeah, the gate. I need to the, see. Based off, I need of to see that. all the other teams. It's a thing. They were number right. one in home and road attendance. Bulls Nation is strong. Yeah, you can have Bull Nation all you want to. Then that doesn't that doesn't amount to wins. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, y'all last title <laughs> was over almost thirty years ago. So. It's all. Let's see. That's a, that's a moral victory. Go ahead and y'all let's go ahead. Have, have, uh, have, my have, favorite have you, have you. John Paxson phrase back when he was GM. He used to start every press conference pretty much with these words. When Derek got hurt, that's when, all, like, <laughs> when Derek that's, hurt. It all changed when Derek got hurt. We had a championship. We had one. We had one. I'm not saying they would have became a dynasty, but we had one. There was one. That team had one championship that just did not in, in some multiverse and another in another dimension. <laughs> Derrick Rose did not tear his ACL that playoff run and the Bulls won the chip that year. Like that was the year. So it, it, it sounds like a nice dream. But like no, I said, y'all 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 window. Like I said, y'all, you got time. Let's hopefully Zoe comes back healthy next year and ready to go and but like I said, I'll, I'll, I want to see y'all compete. It's going to yeah. be a good series. Like I said, I, I got. I want to see it go seven. Like I said, I think each team will win on its home court, and it'll just come down to seven. We'll go, we're going to go back to Milwaukee for seven, and you no, know, let it let it all hang out. And this is Zach's first playoff. Oh, congratulations to Zach! Year year seven. It took him a while. Hey, it's all, he in there. it's all good. It's all good. All right, so then the last game in the the last uh, series in the East is Philly versus Toronto, and I'm going with the upset special on this one. I got Toronto beating Philly. Um, I like Jalen Rose said it on I think he may have been on I don't know what show it was, but he said uh, James Harden's uh, his shooting his shooting numbers look like tour dates. Four for ten, right. three for nine. Like I was like, that is terrible. But it is it is factual. He has not been playing well at all. Um, Embiid is going to go off and do what Embiid does. But now that James Harden ain't playing, and they traded off, you know, all the other dudes on their team to get James Harden. Yeah, that that's gonna hurt. You know, I was, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a lot of Toronto. I mean, I'm impressed that they made the, the playoffs, but I mean, but considering where they are, I mean, I'm like, okay, you know, this shows that they're a solid team and Nick Nurse is a, is a very good, solid coach. You know, he, he didn't win that championship for nothing. 
But I, I, I'll say this. I mean, the loss of Thibault is going to hurt them because, you know, since he's not vaccinated, he can't play. Uh-huh. He can't, well, he can't play in Toronto. Uh-huh. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, it's not like Milwaukee, Chicago, when I talk about the matchup between Vucevic and Giannis. Obviously, obviously, from a skill standpoint, there's no comparison. But at least size-wise, again, he can make it difficult for Giannis, you know? Yeah. There, there is no one on Toronto. Skill-wise, size-wise, that's a matchup for Joel Embiid. It's just not. And I think, you know, even though, you know, you hear James Harden talking, you know, he doesn't feel any pressure, whatever. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not buying that. He's just talking, just like Rusty. Just, you're just talking out the side of your mouth. You just don't want to hear the fact of the matter that people are just calling you out. But like, you know, you're supposed to be this great player and your playoff, you know, track record is what it is. <laughs> you know, it's like you come up, you've come up short. Well, now the trade has been made. You were brought to Philly to help, you know, <laughs> Joel get a championship. You know, and Joel <clears throat> has been very well stated on the record how much he felt he deserves to be MVP. So, I mean, with that being said, I think more than anything else, especially in this first round, if Joel really wants to validate that, because I feel, you know, he's – I'm actually having a hard time trying to choose who I think would be MVP myself. You know, but I think Joel is going to come out and just really just try to put his stamp on dominating the series, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think so. Cook. I, I I just think I gotta go with Philly, and I'm gonna say Philly in six. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Philly Philly in six, just just for the fact because I I just expect Joel and B just to be too much for Toronto in the end. Oh. It's, just, it's just gonna be too, it's gonna be too much Embiid, too too much Embiid, and I mean again as far as Harden's concerned, I mean I want to give him at least enough props to be like, dude, look. At least, at least show. Like I said, I don't see, you know, you can say there's no pressure on him, but I would think that he's in a little more comfortable of a role to know that, again, like, you know, you're basically robbing this time around. Yeah. But at least do enough to help Joel out. Because that's what Joel's expecting of him. Like, look, you know, just help me out. You know, because obviously they're going to make, you know, moves and rotations, whatever, to, you know, counteract Joel and B, but that's where Harden's is supposed to come in. But also, we can't sleep on Maxi. We can't sleep on uh, was it Harris? I'm thinking about. Yeah, Tobias. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else uh, they got on there. Da, 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 da. They don't have Danny Green, do they? Yes, they do. Yeah, like I said Danny Green. Like I said, you know, <laughs> you know, the Sixers. Like I said they're they're top heavy AF. You know, so. I said, they gave up way too much in trade, but I said, Toronto, I said, Toronto's got nothing to lose because obviously I'm sure they didn't realize this. The only one's betting on them are themselves. Yeah, so, that's, I mean, why, that's, the that's why I think they got it. They have a legit shot at pulling this off. I mean, be. I would just let him go. I'm like, hey, he going to cook, but he going to have to get 60 or, you know, every night. But all these other dudes, lock them down. Because I don't even know well, what said, size they got. I don't think they really have any size. They just got like a whole bunch of wings, and them wings are always going to take turns locking, locking Harden down. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, again, it's, it's just going to come down to the fact of what Toronto can especially do when 
Embiid and Harden go to the bench. Now, if you again, I mean, obviously, if you get them both in foul trouble, then you now we're really talking about a completely different game. But like I said, I just think in the end, it's just going to be too much. It's going to be too much Embiid in, in the end. Sorry. It's going to be too much Embiid in the end. Then we're going to see, uh, we're going to see them taking in six. We're going to see them taking in six. I, I, and I also think the one, another advantage that the Raptors have is coaching. I think Doc is kind of overrated, man. I'm not saying he a bad coach. I mean, he's, I'm just not saying he's a good coach. I'm just not saying he's a great coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, I guess, you know, the only great coach that's in the league right now is Greg Popovich. I think after Greg, it just basically you got. I think Ty Lue's you a good coach. No, I'm, I wouldn't say. When I say great, I mean, because when I say great, I mean, you've had, you know, standard success. I mean, I said, no, great, no, pops, no, resume speaks for itself. Yeah. You know, Ty, Ty, Ty got one ring, but I said, I, I, I'll go, I said, Greg is good. I mean, Greg is great. Ty Lue is very good. I said, I put him in the very good. I put uh, Monty in the very good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, trying to think, is there anyone else I put into the very good? Outside of those two, maybe not. And then I said that I'll, I'll go to the very good, and then I go into the good, and then after that I'll go to like the you know decent or okay. You know, and when I think about Doc, I just say you no. Know, Doc's a good coach. He used to be very good, you know. But like I said right now, it just seems ever since the, you know that Boston run, I said he went to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You know, and just couldn't. Like I said he just couldn't seem to get them to buy in. You know, and now that he's in Philly, like I say, he, Doc, Doc's had the ingredients. It's just for some reason not, you know, amounting to that Boston success. So, I mean, at one time, you know, Doc was looked at as being great. And then I say, he's just, he's just kind of slowly dissipated. You know, he was very good. But I think at this point, now Doc is just, you know, good. Like, he's still close to very good, but he's he's good. I think Doc, Doc needs to win a series. He needs to win this one. You know. He's if going, he don't, he's going he will be replacing Mark Jackson on the sideline. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, didn't they, didn't they give Doc a new deal here recently? They did. But if they get bounced in the first round, especially with him and Harden beefing, and especially since Harden's BFF run the team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm hoping for Doc. But like I, said, some, like I said, some of these, again, so is where players just have to take responsibility. That's what I say. James Harden talking about there's no pressure on me. Whatever, dude. I mean, you're you're a great player. There's always gonna be pressure on you, especially when you haven't really accomplished nothing. You know, so you you had your own franchise. You know, you you got you no know, bounce out of OKC. They slept on you. Okay, you made them pay for it by taking over Houston, but you couldn't never be quite get over the hump. Mm-hmm. So then you bounce there, go over to Brooklyn. You know, I mean, wisely you saw the writing on the wall, but still at the end of the day. <laughs> That was just way too much to give up for you. And now it's just like, all right, dude, what you going to do now? There's no there's no other place for you to go. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, Philly pulled what New York did when they traded for Carmelo. When all they had to do was just wait a year. And mm. they would have got them and kept their players. Absolutely. Like, why make this yes. trade right here, right now? When you can keep all – when you could have you kept Seth, Andre Drummond, 
and got James Harden. But you know, I, said, I don't, I don't have the playoff bracket in front of me. Well, I, I, said got that, it. Uh, I got it. I said Philly wins uh, this series. Who they play next? Uh, the four or five, they will be going up against uh, Miami, the one seed. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tall, that's a tall order. That's a tall order right there. And once again, that's that's where the fact of their their lack of death, I think, will come back to bite them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, how they how they had you no know, ran to the two seven. I'm like, yeah, Philly could have possibly made a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, I would say they'll, they'll win this series, but I can't I can't see them, you know, beating Miami. Not in seven games. Yeah. Just the way I feel it looks. Who do you have coming out of the East? I have Miami. I remember I said, Miami? I had my, I've had Miami for the jump. I mean. I've, I've, I've had Miami from the jump. Uh, again, Milwaukee's earned you no know, more. I mean, I love Giannis, but I, I still feel the way I did about you know their their title that they won last year. That you know they they took advantage of the situation. There were a lot of injuries on the table, but so here we go now, and now we've seen that pretty much everybody's more for the most part healthy. Now let's see what they're gonna do. And I think you know if it came down to it, if it, we see a, I wouldn't be surprised. If we saw a Milwaukee uh, Heat conference final, but I just think again, I, I don't think they'll they'll want that smoke in here. That's exactly the conference final. I think we're going to get. I think it's going to be Milwaukee and Miami, and the only team I feel like in the East that has a chance against Milwaukee, besides the Bulls. Um, that's my side note. Um, is Miami, um, just because Bam. Pam can't stop Giannis, but <laughs> he can make thing. He can make him work um, for everything that he's getting. Now the question is: Is everybody else gonna show up? With my you know, that's, that's, that's a good point. But uh, actually, let me let me retract a little bit. Let me see how uh, Williams for Boston is doing in this series mm-hmm. against the Nets. Excuse me. And I might come back. I might. It might be Miami, Boston, Eastern Conference Finals. I just, I just, I just have to see how Williams looks. If he, if he looks like he can go, even if I know he's not one hundred percent, but he can still be effective. I'm gonna say Boston, Miami in the Conference Finals. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's jump to the West. Um, we are going to have the Phoenix Suns taking on what should be the. Pelicans or the Spurs? No, no, it'll be the Pelicans or the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, Pelicans or the Clippers. Pelicans and Spurs just happened last night. You know, and before we go on to that, you know what? Hey, I I for one had no problem with what Pat Bev did and said (laughs) after that. No, seriously, after that Timberwolves Clipper, I've had no problem with that whatsoever. And none of that bothered me. The celebration. You know, whatever. I know the NBA decided to find him for all his you no, know, you know, profanity or whatever. But I'm just like, you know what? You did the NBA. I hope they're not becoming like the NFL. I mean, you got to take into account like, you no, know, the emotion that goes into this game. Oh yeah, and I you know, think you Pat, know, just in the, in the history. I mean, you know, you you knew he wanted that game. Yeah, and he's fine with he, that. He, he, like he the wanted, fine, he knew he that was coming. That. 
it's a it's yeah. a tax write-off anyway. Anytime you get fined, it just makes makes more money you get back. Right. I I'll be real with you. I'm 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 slowly leaning towards the Pelicans. I props to CJ McCollum. I I liked him in Portland, but I think even though I know he didn't want to leave, this move for him will benefit him in the long run. Agreed. I mean, I don't know what the deal is when you know, Zion comes back or whatever else like that, but CJ, I know, has probably, without question, I probably, he's earned the respect of that locker room. That even if, when Zion comes back, I think because CJ is a veteran, he'll be the leader of that team. Yeah, that's his team. Yeah, I I, I got the Pelicans beating the Clippers. I, I got the Pelicans beating the Clippers, I do. You know, that's a hard one for me. <laughs> And I love the way CJ has been playing, but I got the Clippers winning that mainly because I think Ty Lue is a spectacular coach. And he's mm-hmm. out of all the coaches in the NBA, I think him and Pop make adjustments on the fly better than anybody else. Um like they can see something, you know, this ain't working. How about we just switch this up and, and run with it? So that's why I'm gonna go with them. And they, yeah, I, I got I don't think the Pelicans have enough to beat the Clippers. If but, the game is close, if the game is close, if this game is close, like I said, because that game, uh the Clippers played against the Wolves for volumes to me. Cause they should have just finished. That game should have been finished, mm-hmm. but they 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 basically allowed the Wolves to basically stay alive, and the Wolves just compete. That's all they came down to. I mean, obviously, following behind the lead of Patrick Beverly, because you know he's going to go to war regardlessly. Yeah, and I think obviously with the Pelicans having nothing to lose, you know they they really got nothing to lose. I mean, because even if they lose, it would kind of be like, well, we probably won't. You know, people didn't expect us to be in this situation anyway. Like I said again, if if it's the Clippers, you know, I said I, I wouldn't blame you no know, Todd Lou if they lost. Again, I just feel like it was said this morning. There's no leader on that team right no, now on the floor, as far as I'm concerned. Paul George is not a leader. Nope. He 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 wants to he wants the leader you know shine. You know he wants the leader praise, but he's not a leader. And neither you really know, is Kawhi. Um, neither of them have that leader mentality. Yeah, but I mean, but at least Kawhi's play more so, you know, speaks for itself. You, yeah, Kawhi's not vocal, but when Kawhi plays, that kind of sets the tone. And that's what I was going to, that's what I was basically going. I mean, when the Clippers made the conference finals last year, you got to keep in mind, though, Kawhi had to come in and basically do his thing until finally he had to step aside. And Paul just more or less picked up the slack from there, to his credit. And that's why I said, you know, in the final season, I got to see if you can do it again. So, I mean, the fact that, you know, again, we're seeing the Clippers here in the playing game, you know, just goes to show me, okay, like, Paul, yeah, you well, did your thing last year, but, you know, Kawhi had to more or less, you know, do the heavy lifting. Keep he in mind, Paul George missed, like, 40 <laughs> games, like 30, 30 to 40 games this year. Okay, and, and that's fine, but he's back, though. Yeah, I mean, he that's just got back, like, two weeks ago. All right. Well, I mean, but, I mean, that doesn't change the fact. I mean, you still got to show up. Yeah, yeah, I think. You're, you're going to say you're, you're, you're here. So that's that's my point. You, the fact is, you're here. Yeah, you might have just came back, but this is where you are. You know, so if it's, that's going to be the case of like if they go down to the Pelicans, you just want to say, "Tell me, well, Paul George just got back. 
Sometimes nah, they go. Yeah. I mean, if you play, you got to show up. If you if you're there to play, you got to be there to play. And and that's what I want to see from Paul George. And I and I just and I just feel again by saying this is no fault of Ty Lue. You know, the fact that that team doesn't have more or less like a a truly adamant leader to kind of like be both vocal and by their play is what hurts them. Mm-hmm. But they'll go out there, they'll go out there and compete. But like I said, but when I mean with a game like basketball where like so the tempo is always constantly changing. Like I said, I mean, if you look up and the Pelicans go on a little run, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see how the Clippers can respond. Because Tyloo can do no diagram and draw up whatever he wants to. Yeah. But I'm I'm sorry. To me, Paul George gets shook. He gets shook. Especially the fact that that he's being looked at pretty much as the primary right now, which he is because Kawhi is out. But I think being that it'll be in L.A., um, and not in NOLA, I think the Clippers got that. Yeah, I don't think the Pelicans care. That's what I like about the Pelicans right now. I don't think they care. This Pelicans team, since C.J. McCollum has been there, I mean, these cats come to play. I don't care if it's at home, on the road, they come to like They're like, let's go. They're, they're going to come to compete. I, I'd rather see Pelicans' sons rather than Clippers' uh, Clippers' sons. If I think it's Clippers' son, I think the Suns sweep the Clippers. Oh man, this I believe sweep Pelicans. regardless. Well, no, see, I think the Pelicans could, would steal one on the Suns. Oh, not at all. I, I think the I think I think the Pelicans would steal one on the Suns. Like, I don't think I don't know if they're gonna steal a quarter off the Suns. I think the Clippers have potential to steal a game, but the Pelicans, when it gets like playoff time, nah. Like on that roster, CJ the only one. Who, who know what, what uh, a playoff run even look like. Like, we forgetting that they second best player is Brandon Ingram. Yeah, but Brandon, to Brandon Ingram's credit, he's been balling lately. Yeah, but when it gets to the playoffs, he's been it's a totally different story. Yeah, when, but when, at the same time. When you play the same the, team, like, up to seven times in a row, I don't believe him. I, but, I have never believed in Brandon Ingram. But he, but he now, like I said, but I think that's just been the presence of CJ to his credit, and that's what, I, and that's what I'm doing. I think to CJ's credit, taking on the leadership role that he's taken, again, I think it's no different than what I felt what Demar Rosen did for Zach Levine. But Zach Levine's makes, numbers it, are the exact same as they were last year. Zach is still balling, like as he has been. They just got somebody to help take some pressure off during. Um, that's my point. Like in the fourth quarter, now he don't got to do it. He don't got to shoulder the load all by himself. But Brandon Ingram ain't never been that dude. Like he gonna need CJ. He gonna need Pistol Pete. He gonna need uh, Nola Chris Paul. Like he gonna need all that in order for them to get a game off of the Phoenix Suns. I mean, the dude is averaging 23, 6, and 6. I mean, come on now. I mean, <laughs> he, he bought out this year. Homie, he did. That's he bought out to use a Jay Z line. We don't believe you. We need more people. That's 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 exactly what what's going on right here. I nah. Well, I said I I, I would not be surprised. Pelicans beat the Clippers. They played the Suns in the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me that they still won in Nola, and the Suns just finished them in five. Yeah, it ain't it ain't gonna be no five. That's 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 four. Um. Yeah. Right, we'll, give, we'll, 
We'll, we'll keep. We'll, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. We'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. All right. Next game up, we will holler at Memphis versus Minnesota. What you got there? Oh, I think it's, this is going to be a very up and down game. I submit. You know, honestly, never really paid that much attention to Minnesota throughout this year. Uh, slowly but surely, I mean, I saw Cat just evolve into the player that I felt he could be, and it was finally nice to see it because I, I, for a minute there, I thought he was on his way going towards the route of Orlando, you know, L.A. Dwight Howard. You know, but Cat just, I mean, he's stepped up in a way where, you know, and obviously the tragedy he, he's dealt with here recently, I'm sure has played a factor in some way. But he's just stepped up so much. And I know they split the regular season, but I love Memphis. Yeah. I do. I, I love Memphis. Uh, I got you know Memphis what? in it's, six. It's, I'll take Memphis in six, but it won't surprise me if they go seven. It, it won't surprise me if they go seven. All right. I, yeah, it's, it, it, it's going it's going to be a series. It, it's it's going to be a series. And really, it's up to uh, like I want to see what Cat do, man. Like in big games in the past, he kind of he's he's kind of shrunk, you know. And then in that playing game, he was doing some of the most ridiculous stuff I've ever seen. Like, what are you doing, sir? Like, what are you going try, on? Try. Trying to do too much because of the circumstances, I think. That's all it was. It's, it was the circumstances of the game. Like, you know, there's sometimes there are players that just do too much depending on the circumstances. I mean, think about the game that they were playing in. You know, you're, you're really just trying to win this game because you don't necessarily want to fall into that hole of having to be, okay, we lost this one. Now we're in one where, okay, it's we now win or go home. Yeah, yeah we have to win. Now, but now that he's in a series – like a potential best of seven, I expect to see a more set, somewhat settled cat. You know, especially here in the beginning. You know, starting from like game one and let's say game two, yeah. and like I said, let's see and see what goes from there. But like I said that Anthony Edwards kid. I mean, and props to D'Angelo Russell. That kid has been balling. <laughs> you know, considering how he got started in the league, mm-hmm. and to see him now, I mean, it just shows his growth and his maturity. And again, that Patrick Beverly factor too. Again, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun series. I think two young teams. I think it'll be fast. Like I said, I'll still go Memphis in six. It won't surprise me if it goes seven, though. Yeah, I still I think six. I think Memphis has too much for Minnesota to to be able to to deal with. Um, and they play D as well. You know. Mm-hmm. So you talk about two two good defensive teams. That's what I say. It's it's, it's going to be a battle. It, it is, it's going to be like I said. I, I love the way John played. You know, in a lot of regards, he, he should have been someone considering the MVP conversation. But you know, and it, <laughs> Pat Bev gonna make him work for this. <laughs> he is, <laughs> he gonna earn, but every, everybody he gonna earn. I mean, your man Russ said it best though. Pat Bev, he's a good defensive player. But he's not like Tony Allen reincarnated. You know what I mean? He does a lot of flopping around. He he's not like the the lockdown defender. He just kind of you know he's just more abrasive about it. He's more he's more verbal. He he's the uh, <laughs> he has Gary Payton's mouth, but he don't got Gary Payton's D. 
Well, I mean, Gary Payton's a high bar, but I mean, I'm not going to take away from Pat Bev, you know, that he that he won't be a deterrent. Like I said again, he'll he'll make you work. And I yeah. mean, considering like I said, considering the source, yeah, I remember when Russ said that. But all things considered, you know, I, I remember that Russ had a terrible game. And like I said, considering the season that Russ had this year, I I, I wouldn't want to hear that. You know, Russ Russ said what he said, but the bottom line was, dude, y'all y'all still out there and got your asses handed to you by the Timberwolves. So, you know, I said the, the, the source was what it was. That's just you no know, personal beef between him and Pat Beth. I said, John's ja, ja, ja going to go out there and do his thing. I, said, I still expect John ja to get his. I said, I just think Pat Beth will make him work for it. I said, but I'll still take Memphis in six, <clears throat> but it won't surprise me if he goes seven. Yeah, it should be. That's probably going to be the most entertaining uh, first round matchup in the West, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, mm-hmm. let's go to the three six, which will also be fun. Golden State and Denver, the I, Chef versus the Joker. Well, I said I don't, I don't. It depends on what uh, Curry's health is looking like, you know, because I I know they're expecting him to come back by game one, but I don't know exactly what kind of shape he'll be in. Mm-hmm. Because if like I said, if he wasn't playing this first round, I would. I would truly have to consider possibly if Denver could pull off the upset. Yeah, I but agree. With, but, with, but with Steph coming back, okay. you know, I think, again, it just, you know, gives them the opportunity to spread the court out more and, you know, just basically, you know, keep Denver guessing. So uh, I'll say, you know, I'll say Golden State in six. If Steph is healthy and able to play, I say Golden State in five or six. If Steph is not healthy and able to play until like later in the series, Golden State in seven. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, props to the Joker, you know, who's basically, you know, carried this team the entire season. You know, he, I say, he just makes everyone around him better, man. Uh-huh. Well, I, say, I just think, again, though, when you play in a team like Golden State, where they just got snipers everywhere. Everywhere. You know? You know, and I said, but but when you have the sniper, <laughs> you know, even when you got when you got that 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 guy, the one no the best marksman in his class, you know that 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 just definitely changes everything. Like I said the, the schematics just change, you know. So like I said the golden, I think Golden State in six. Because like I said, as much as I love Draymond as a defender, and you're you're not gonna stop the Joker. Joker's there, gonna get his. There is no stopping the Joker. I wouldn't even waste. Draymond Green on uh, the Joker <laughs> unless it's like the fourth quarter with like un- under four minutes and it's a close game. I'm like, Draymond, we're going to need you elsewhere. I don't know because again, uh, I mean, what are you going to throw Looney on? Yep. Lo- Looney like, on. Looney, the Joker Looney is going to cook anybody who gonna pull, who you going to put him on. The way there's going to be a lot is, of there ain't nothing you can do about it. There's going to be a lot of help defense. There's going to be a lot of double teams and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, again, the Joker's just going to need, again, that uh, supporting cast, you know, to to, to help show up again. Because, I mean, obviously, you, there's going to be a lot of focus on the Joker and just the way he plays. But like I said, again, if, if if Steph, for some reason, it just seems like he can't go or he's just not himself, I, I will seriously entertain the fact that Denver possibly pulling the upset. But right now, I'm just going to go off of, you know, expecting Steph to still be able to knock him down. You know, if he can still knock it down, give me give me Golden State in six. And even if he's out there just to be a decoy, you still got to respect him. It ain't like you just gonna be like, I'm going a, I'm to a cheat off of Steph because, you know, 
he ain't he ain't really been shooting this game. You go ahead and take that chance. Exactly. Exactly. So I said, give me give me Golden State in six. All right. Give me go give me Golden State in six. In the last matchup in the first round. Dallas versus Utah. You know what? With Luca being out. Uh-huh. You know what? I mean, by all accounts, Utah should win this in five. I I'm gonna give I'm gonna give, give Utah that much pride. Yeah, Utah. They they should sweep, but I'm gonna give Dallas a little credit. And plus, you no, know, Utah just does Utah things. But Utah should win this in five because I don't know when Luca's coming back. They don't know but when the Luca's fact, coming back. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that he's out, you Utah. I mean, you, you know, you don't hope injury on nobody. But <clears throat> excuse me. With that being said, it being what it is, Utah should be very happy right now. Mm-hmm. They just need to go out. They should just go out there. Handle their business, and I said, just get it over with. Just go out there and get it over with. I said, you can go with Mitchell, with Conley, with uh, Rudy Gobert. I'm trying to yeah. think of some of the other guys that got Clarkson. going on over. Yeah, Clarkson. I mean, by all accounts, I don't see no one else on that Dallas roster without Luca to basically facilitate everything. That there's no reason that the, the Jazz shouldn't just get it done. And as long as they don't play any games and just handle their business, the, 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 so this series should be over in five. Yeah, they should be trying to go ahead and get this get the series over with, so you can rest and be ready for whoever you'd be waiting for in the second round. Like I like Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> I've been a fan of his man since since he was in Detroit. Like really, like he 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 had a spell on the Bulls for like uh, a cup of coffee, and I'm like, yo, man, this dude is good. But for whatever reason, he really couldn't stick anywhere until Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's good, but I don't think he's good enough to be Utah without Luca. Yeah, not without Luca. You know, no, he's, a, he's a complimentary piece. He can't be your number one in order to and, and without Luca, number one falls to him. It's basically I'm gonna say it's basically a LeBron effect, like when he was in early Cleveland. Yeah. You know, to, to take LeBron away from that team, it's just like, uh, but yeah, y'all got some, y'all got some players, but nobody that we feel that's really gonna hurt us. Yeah, so you I know, agree. But Utah should get that over with, and like I said if they can, you know, try to get some rest in before we get that for that Phoenix game, yeah, for that yeah. Phoenix series. And here's when all it. that internal strife with Utah, Donovan Mitchell not not passing to to Rudy Gobert. And I wouldn't pass to Rudy Gobert either. Like he got to realize who you are. You Rudy Gobert. Like, like you be winning Defensive Player of the Year awards until the playoffs. And then all of a sudden you get cooked by every everybody you play. <laughs> ah, I'm on. Let's free Donovan Mitchell. That's where I'm at, man. Hashtag free Rudy. Donovan. You try to free anybody you can to try to you can take advantage of the window you got in Chicago. That's all that is. I'm, I'm saying that's all that man, if y'all want to let Rudy go, he can, we could take Rudy. You, you silly. Oh, um, so 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 what's so what's your finals pick? What do you so what do you say? So why don't we get our finals picks going? Finals picks both. Um I have a rematch for last year. Rematch Phoenix versus, Milwaukee. Phoenix, Milwaukee. We're gonna run it back. And I think Phoenix gets it done in six. I'm torn. 
I I would like to see Phoenix go back and see Monty and Chris get it this time. Mm-hmm. But I really like Memphis. I, I don't really think like, I, I, really I really like really Memphis, like, but I just think they they're too young. Yeah, but I say it, it may not be their time. <laughs> I'll say Phoenix, Phoenix, Miami, and ooh. let's see. My heart would say Phoenix in seventh, but logically, I want to say Miami. I'd say Miami over Phoenix, and I and it will break my heart. To see CP3 go to two finals and lose them both, but I just think for some, I just love the culture of Miami. Their death, I think they can they can match they can match up with the Suns pretty well. If, if they're rolling the way I, 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 I'm used to being seeing them roll, where they got everything going, they they can give my they can give they can give the Suns some fits. They could they match up very you know? well with Phoenix. You know, but like I said my heart my heart would say you know Phoenix. In seven, but logically, I'll say give me Miami over the Suns in seven. All right, yeah, I like it. So, all right, so you, your your logic has the Heat as the NBA champions. Mine has yeah, Phoenix. But my, my, mm-hmm. Pulling but my, it off. my heart, my but my heart says no. I was pulling for for CP3 to get it done. And you know where my heart is. My heart is the seventh NBA championship for the Chicago Bulls. In a yeah, this, in a story that will be told about for years to come. This 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 is this enjoy the fact you're back in the playoffs. Man. That's all. I'm not saying this is gonna happen. I'm just saying that's where my heart. That is where my heart lies. I know. I know. So just just make it a series. That's all I'm asking. Make it a series. All right. Do so, do do it do it for Alex. Pull off the upset. Man, we 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 gonna do this for Lonzo. We're going to win the chip. We're we going to get him a ring. I would love to see LeVar Ball at the parade. Oh, my God. I, could you imagine? Get that man. Get that I, don't man care. I don't care. I don't care whose team is on. Any If any of the balls ever win a world championship, oh, the, first person I, 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 the first person I want them to interview is LeVar Ball. Oh, yeah. oh I, I just want to sit back and just hear that man. <laughs> just like the AT&T commercial. <laughs> Nothing my boy can't do. do. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So before we wrap this up, we have to give an RIP um, to Dwayne Haskins, who lost his life uh, last week in a, oh. uh, in a tragic incident. Um, yeah. He was a young man. Hate to see somebody so young. I mean, um, yeah, just just really start just start living. I mean, brand new married man. Yeah. Like you don't realize how young like 24 25 is until you like you know you get past it and then you like exactly. realize until like, you man been, you've been there been there done that and it's really kind of in the rearview mirror yeah it's like man like whole life still ahead of him we have no idea you know who he is what he could have become um in any facet of his life not just you know the the sports aspect at 24, 25, you can't write anybody off. And then when you're when you're done playing that sport, you're still a young, a young man in that, you know, that instance. Like if Absolutely. you retire in football, you're what, like 35? Like Yeah, I mean, if that, I mean, well, if that, Tom Brady yeah. said it. Yeah, now Tom Brady said you president, you who knows? But I mean, to you know, piggyback of what you said, I mean, it 
in his 24 years, I mean, the one constant thing I kept hearing just is how good of a person he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he just arrived in Pittsburgh. I mean, he just, you know, the praise he receives for, you know, everything that he did in that time in the community of Pittsburgh, I mean, just speaks volumes. I mean, to, like you said, to be that young and so fastly be embraced by a community when you haven't even been there that long. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you think about, like, all the other great things he could have and I'm sure would have done while he was there. I mean, I'll be honest. I was pushing for him to be the starter this year. Yeah. I really was. I was hoping that he would be the starter. I think, again, the play for Mike Tomlin was he was in the right situation. I just felt like it, it was his time. And, I, you know, for me, as I sit here and I hold my, my youngest, you know, I got my youngest Ezekiel here in my hands right now. It just, you know, it serves as a, you know, a sad reminder of just how, you know, how quick this all could be over. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's you know, just like, you know, we, none of us know the time. That's why I just like each day you get up, you know, if you have an opportunity, you know, there's something that there's just something that you're striving for, like, Make the most of you know, the time that you have. Don't take nothing for granted. Exactly. Because you, because you just never know. You just, you just never know. You know, I said, but it just, you know, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, it goes. It's that, you know, that that understand that that process, that level of understanding that goes beyond ours. You know, we don't know why this had to happen to such a young man who has so much in front of him. Who leaves behind a young, you know, widow, you know, said recently married. It's just, just so sad. But prayers out to his parents, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. his wife, you know, his siblings, and, you know, all those who were close to him, and to the, you know, the Steeler family and the Steeler community. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just so sad. Just Definitely. so sad. But rest in peace, one. You will be missed. Definitely. Couldn't say it better myself. Um, go ahead and drop your social, sir. Yes, sir. As always, on Twitter, it is at the MCGOD as in David, I, V as in Victor, A at the Mikadiva. Once again, on Twitter. All right. And I am at J Sug, at J A Y S U G G, also on the Twitter. And until the next time, we out. Easy.